So today I would like to talk about impact. We never know how we can impact a person's life. Sometimes we can right at that moment. We know that we are on the wings of some type miracle, but something is being asked of us. And at that time, we can unconsciously or use our free will because those two things do collide and impulsivity can get in the way and we can make wrong decisions. But then on the other side of the coin, we can make the right or let's just say the best decision. So this was some years back when I was working in corporate America. It was during the civil rights struggle and there was still a lot of unrest in the South. Um, so I remember one day, cause I mean, still when I work in corporate America, is some people not saying any particular race, but they were still wearing hat pins and gloves. I mean, and pearl necklaces every day. So that's what that was. I was dressed appropriate because I just knew how. And, um, so one day this young lady walked up to me and she looked like me. We looked alike. We were on the same page. I only knew her from walking through the halls of corporate America. I didn't know her personally, just indirectly from seeing her. And so one day she walked up to me and I had just received this really big promotion, but it called for me to come into work earlier. So I went in at 6 a.m. and I was able to to pick my boys up from school, which was really my end goal. I didn't see it coming, but it, it happened that way. And they never had to come home and open the door for themselves. I was here. It was a little challenge because I was so anal retentive. It's like I had to have the salad ready at 4 o'clock because I would get off like 2.30 and, you know, I'd have to have the salad ready at 5 o'clock and dinner by 6. And just really, I mean, literally standing at the stove with my pocketbook still on my arm sometimes. It was just really weird as I reflect and I look back on it. When you become on automatic propel, how you just do things like got to bake the donuts, got to bake the donuts. You just get caught in that cycle of repetition. And so she walked up to me one day, a mother, single mother, and she said, I don't really know you. She said, but I've been really praying about something. Um, I have a little boy that go to the same school with your sons. And I just need to ask you, could you help me? Would you pick him up? He's afraid of after school care. He was in kindergarten. And I, I understood, you know, he was small and he was the only child. And I was like, okay, sure. She said, I spoke to my pastor and I had a dream that I would be able to come to you. And I told the dream to my pastor and he said, go to that lady. She's going to help you. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll keep him. So from kindergarten to third grade, I picked him up every day. And he was like our our own little baby because he would sing ABCs and stuff like that in the evening. And 
you know, he would help feed the turtle and the bird and just really some strange, you know, just he liked the house because it was a two-story house. So it was the big blue house. And he had a balcony and on the top floor. So he would, I would let him stay on the balcony because I never want him to play outside with the other kids because I didn't want him to get hurt. And so one day it rained, and I told him, I said, okay, today is going to be a different day. I am going to let you go downstairs and go outside, and we, but before, we'll make a paper boat, and you can let it push it through the water because it had rained. And, you know, that was just his little fun time. He, that was his first day. But his biggest dream on the balcony was to one day get fat and play the tuba. I, I, don't, I don't get it, but he did. That was his, that was his thing. Because there was a high school uh, band not far from the house and could hear him practicing every evening. So he would march on the balcony and like he was in the band. That was his little fun time. So sometimes, because he was young, he would sometimes be pettish. Not often, but sometimes he would be a little pettish and need extra attention. So in the winter months, when it would get dark early, sometimes I would fix breakfast for dinner because it was just what I did, sometimes just to give him some excitement. So this one particular day, I decided to cook a pot of grits, very well known um, to people in the South. And then I took liver and I decided, okay, I'm going to smother this liver with the grits because at first I was going to make a, a whole breakfast. But then I decided to smother liver. And when I tell you, that little fella enjoyed that liver and uh, and grits. And grits. He was he was. He was so excited about it. He was so excited about the grits and liver. Well, you know, time went on, and he eventually he was in third grade, so he wasn't afraid of after-school care anymore. Um, but he was just such a joy and such a blessing, and I am so thankful that I did not turn that away. Fast forward. Um, some years passed, and his mom moved up in the company. I left because I wanted to complete my education. And uh, she called me one day because she always said, I owe you because I did for her because I, I didn't take money for what I did for her son. She would give my boys money, you know, for them to get whatever, whatever. I mean, like one day... I went to the credit union and I bought my sons a snowball. And I'm looking at my youngest, where's your snowball? He put it in a mailbox. Okay, that was really weird, but that's what, that's how children sometimes think. Well, fast forward, this young man grew up and his mom contacted me. She was in, you know, uh, a little pickle. And so she rehired me at the company, and I only stayed for two years, but it was just about bringing closure because I knew that that world was no longer mine. I'm good at what I do, but that was not anything I wanted to do anymore. 
And so that closure was brought, but she was a person of her word. She always felt like she owed me a favor for doing that, um, keeping, you know, her son those years because she didn't have help. Well, now he comes back. He still called me his godmother. He have two mothers, he said. And he comes back from now he lives in Maryland, and he's a very well-known chef. He never forgot about the liver and grits. His daughter know the story. His wife know the story of the liver and grits. And so now he's a chef. So we, what I'm saying is we never know how we can impact people's life and how we can change people's life. Don't turn people away all the time. That's just not what you need to do. When you keep turning away people sometimes, it's about looking inside and see what is missing inside of you because that person is just shedding some light on you about what needs to be correct in you. So I just thought I'd say that because the young man Last year, he came down from Maryland to see me just to be sure that I was fine and nothing was wrong and whatever. And we keep in touch on social media or, you know, he texts me or something like that. But um, he contacts me last month. His dad uh, passed. And so, again, you know, it's so important to, to know your worth. And in knowing your worth, you don't have to... No, but you have to trust the mystery sometimes. It was trusting the unknown. But I realized in hindsight how much that took that mother to really ask a stranger to care for her children. Because we have people that abuse children. And one thing for certain, she know that didn't happen. We loved her son like he was one of us. And everybody knew that baby. Everybody knew when he came, he was going to sing ABCs or whatever. So I just thought I would share this about impact. And, you know, just be open. Just be open to opportunities to serve humanity in the best way possible. So if you want to know more about her, go to Grammarly. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y, D-E-P-O-T dot com. Namaste. Ashe.